0: listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of 525 Sports. This is Cameron Schneider. I am recording from Gardner, Kansas. Back in Derby is my co-host Ace. Ace, how you doing, man?
1: What up? I'm good, man. How are you?
0: Good. Have a good week.
1: I did. I did. Uh, Didn't. Didn't. uh, I was productive, but at the same time, I didn't do much. I know. (laughs) Which is always a good week.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Watch any draft?
1: I did. Um, I watched the almost the entire first round, and then sort of semi quasi kept up with it. Uh, Second, third round, I had to work so i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't get to didn't get to watch any of that, and then sunday or, or i mean I'm sorry Saturday is what Saturday is uh four through seven I don't think anybody's paying attention as much so no, but i do have some i, I do have some good thoughts so
0: yeah i kind of the same way i I'll be honest I didn't really watch the first round that closely because the chiefs didn't have a pick and i I don't know I'm not as big of a draft follower as i used to be as far as like watching it like when i was in junior high school and late elementary school i watched that stuff religiously but now it's like okay i'll i'll know who gets picked after it happens um since the chiefs didn't have a first round pick it wasn't like oh my gosh i've got to be glued to this thing the entire right. time but
1: and that's yeah. how that's how i kind of felt too like i was i was stoked about the frank clark signing uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're kind of bummed because it took away the excitement of draft night for me yeah, but because I'm a Chiefs fan. So but let's let's uh, get into that. What are your overall thoughts um, on the draft as a whole? Not just for, for the FC West, the Chiefs, uh, anything you have as far as your thoughts there? As uh,
0: draft as a whole, um, I think the biggest shock to me was, well, there are a couple big shocks. I guess we'll get into draft surprises later. Um the Raiders, I felt like they really, really reached with their... Uh, how many first-round picks did they have? Three. I felt like they had three. But the first first-round pick, that uh, defensive lineman out of Clemson, I've, I think I read some places that he was slated to go way later than he did, and yeah. Gruden picked him in the top five. Yeah. So... <sighs> I, maybe that's just Raiders being Raiders I can remember When Al Davis was alive Rest in peace He would like Pick guys solely on Oh my gosh He ran the fastest 40 Like I remember the draft year when um, I think it was Darius Hayward Bay Yes Popped off like a 4-3 or a 4-4 And he wasn't even the top wide receiver Prospect But the Raiders he, really They reached for him Because he was freaking fast He's and not even that,
1: in the league anymore is he?
0: I have no clue, but which that goes to show you how big of an impression he uh, made on the NFL right. with his blinding speed. You got to be able to catch the ball, but right. I think that was my biggest surprise uh, in the first round was the reach for the Clemson lineman. I think he's going to be a fine player, but I don't know if he was uh, top five worthy. What about you? What was your biggest surprise?
1: Um, my biggest surprise, I had two. Um, Daniel Jones going six, and even though some people had that. And then Dwayne Haskins fallen fallen all the way as low yeah. as he did. Um, yeah. I thought I thought and you and I talked about this last week, or maybe we talked about it in a text. But I thought that Dwayne Haskins was the best quarterback in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. His size, his mobility for his size, his arm, his accuracy. I thought all were all things that he showed they did well in college. And um, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, I had never heard of until about three weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Sorry guys, sorry guys. I don't watch a lot of Duke football, oh, um, but but yeah, I thought Dwayne Haskins should have been the number one overall pick. Um, and so for him to fall to fifteen, I wasn't surprised that Kyler Murray went one. But if it were me, I would have picked Haskins. So I thought yeah. he should have gone sixth. I uh,
0: I can't remember who I heard it from, but it was regards to the uh, Jones pick for the uh, Giants. It was a. Uh, Daniel Jones would play Eli Manning in a Peyton Manning biopic. I
1: like, saw that.
0: <laughs> I laughed so hard because I was like, that is so true. That's I how see. Giants fans feel. They are just like so distraught that that's who they pick, but whatever.
1: Nick, Nick Wright said it best. He said if the, if the Giants were intent on getting the one person that you're not crazy about starting over Eli Manning in week uh-huh. one, they succeeded.
0: Yeah. So, they definitely uh, did.
1: So, uh, best draft, though. Which team had the best draft in, in your mind? Are
0: we talking division or a- we talking – Just
1: in general. I mean, um, personally, I thought the, that Dallas actually had a really good draft. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the Broncos had one of the worst. Uh, yeah. Specifically with their Drew Locke pick. Um, yep. Look, if you're looking for a franchise quarterback post-Joe Flacco, um, Drew Locke is not that dude. Uh, he,
0: he was actually my biggest surprise, like how far he fell. Because I, the Vegas over-under on him was like at 10.5. And, a half. and yeah. he, was in, he was in the green room. And yeah. it was, I mean, he's a Missouri guy. But it was like painful to watch. Like, oh, this is really awkward. Look at it, all these people getting picked in front of you. <laughs> it you know,
1: reminded me, do you remember when Brady Quinn fell to like 23 and it was like consensus uh-huh. that he was going to be the number one overall pick and uh-huh. he was just sitting there like smirking as uh-huh. he got he got passed by? Or the other person that it reminded me of was Geno Smith, uh-huh. um, he was there at the draft and then went like 33rd overall or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, yeah, um, so that was I, a team I thought had the worst draft just based on the fact that they need a a winner at that position, so bad, and it doesn't seem like John Elway can get it right. And I was talking to a guy at Newman today, who's a big Broncos fan. Shout out mm-hmm. Scott Mudlof. And um, and you know we were talking about it today, and I said, man, if he doesn't figure this thing out with the quarterback, he's got to go. Yeah. Loyal, loyalty aside, yeah, I know he was a great player, but he can't figure it out.
0: He, he's a uh, he's broncos jesus that's for sure i but, know
1: i know um I, w-
0: I will say that if i were to just have to take a shot in the dark i would say i think best draft was the patriots because yeah, i feel they like had him. they they rarely screw anything up and as long as bill belichick's there i don't think they're ever going to do anything wrong well uh, they, i they, they got a good uh receiver at the very end of the first round i believe and then that kind of set off the a line, of, a line of receivers being taken in the next couple of rounds. So um, I would say, in my opinion, they had the best draft of any team.
1: Um, Yeah, and then I thought the Chiefs actually had a really good draft just to hit it locally. Um, yeah. Them going with the the receiver out of Georgia, especially with this Tyreek Hill news, which we'll talk about later, um, mm-hmm. is something that they were going to need because it looks like Tyreek Hill isn't going to be a Chief much longer. No, and so they needed some, and then they they got so they addressed every need that they had because they did get a defensive back. Um, I don't remember all their picks, but it seemed like they addressed every need they had pretty well. Right, and I hope all these guys can play. Uh, mm-hmm. but, they but,
0: th- but they have a three hundred twenty pounder who can do a backflip. So. You know, yeah, they got that going for him, which is always nice. good
1: stuff. Um, local schools: KU, K State, Mizzou. We wanted to hit on those three. We already touched on Drew Locke a little bit. Um, seems like a reach for me, even at the second round. I watch a lot of Missouri football just because I hate them and I want them to lose. Uh, <laughs> and and he did not impress me once at Missouri. I know he's a good quarterback, but he's not even I, to me. He's not as good as Chase Daniel was in college.
0: I, I think uh, I think he's better than you're giving him credit for. What I – I think my concern with him is going to be the offense that he's coming from is – I don't want to say it's dumbed down, but it's not not the NFL offense. Right. And he's coming off a senior season that was less productive than his junior season. You remember his junior year, he set the SEC record for most passing touchdowns in a season. Right, Like the mid-40s. Not that he had a bad senior season, but um, his production went down. So um, I I guess it's a wait and see for me. Uh, As far as local school stuff, uh, looking at K-State, I know Dalton Reisner got picked by the Broncos, which I'm happy for the kid. He's from Colorado originally, so that's kind of going home for him. Um, I saw that Alex Barnes didn't get picked. He signed with the Tennessee Titans as an undrafted free agent. Uh, Duke Shelley got drafted as well. I can't remember where he went, um, but those are the K-State guys. Uh, Bears. He went to the Chicago Bears. That's right. And then as far as KU goes. Uh, Joe Deneen's a Bronco. Joe Deneen's a Bronco.
1: Boo. Boo.
0: Daniel Wise <laughs> is a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yay. Yay. Uh, well, yeah, you, you've, I know. Got, you've got loyalties My- there.
1: My wife's sitting in the room. She's a huge Cowboys fan. I can't say much.
0: And then who else? <laughs> uh, did uh, Sims get signed anywhere? I don't think Stephen Sims no, got he signed didn't. anywhere. No, he didn't. He didn't. Dang, that's too bad.
1: He'll get um, picked up. I hope. Um, okay, we got it. We're, we're already 10 minutes in. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, we may go a little bit long this week, guys. Uh, Tyreek Hill incident, let's discuss it. Uh, your thoughts initially. Uh,
0: cut him. It's aw- It's awful. Um, yeah,
1: it is. It's really bad.
0: And Just take a step back from a football fan perspective. It, just look at it from a human being perspective. Thank you. You have a three-year-old boy Thank who's you. terrified of his own father. Yes. And the father is comfortable with his son being terrified of him, and he wants his own wife to be terrified of him correct that 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 should just be enough that should just be a Tyreek Hill thank you for being a very good fifth round pick for us and see ya he 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 should he shouldn't even be in the league he should be in prison is where he should be yes Yes,
1: you're right I have I have some thoughts on this so I have one Facebook friend that um was saying how they need to keep Tyreek Hill for any oh, of you that want, for any of you that want the Chiefs to, or he didn't say keep Tyreek Hill. He said, "Man, he's such a good football player, though. I want the Chiefs." To, and I said, "That football is not the most important priority. If you're looking at this from a football perspective, you are being selfish.
0: Yes. Stop.
1: You're being so selfish. This is about a three-year-old boy. The worst we talk about relating to this is Christians." The worst sin that you can commit is beating a child or your wife. There is nothing that my wife could say to me that would make me want to put my hands on her. He didn't only beat the child and the wife, he choked the wife while this child was in utero. We talked about relating this to a biblical perspective. Let's do that for a second. Proverbs 14 29 says, People with People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Tyreek Hill, you are a fool. And anybody that supports Tyreek Hill is a fool. Amen. This, this, This couple is so backwards. They need to get their life straightened out before football is ever a priority. It's so selfish to think of this as a football perspective. They needed to cut him a week ago. A week ago. He needs to be gone. Now. And anybody that says otherwise is just so foolish and and so selfish. Those were my thoughts on it. It's just I wanted to get into the fans a little bit.
0: I I just – I feel so sorry for the the child. I feel so sorry for – and I, I know people may think this is a, a dumb take, but I feel sorry for his fiance because it's so hard for women who are in abusive relationships like that to get out of those relationships. Right. And you'd think, okay, he's hurting you, just walk away. Well, that's the father of her child. Right. He is, and I know we don't want to, you know, tie this in like oh, football aside, but he's making a lot of money. He's able to support her you know, she, she has a bond with him, you know, right. having a child with someone, you have a bond that will last forever, whether you hate that person or not. Um, I mean, Ace, you, your parents are split up, but yes. your mom and your dad have a bond because right. they have you as their son. So they, they're they going to have that in common for the rest of their life, yep. like it or not. So if we've got any female listeners, Um, out there if you're in an abusive relationship get out of it Uh, find somebody to help out there are plenty of groups out there to help you Uh, I know there's one in Kansas City it's called the Rose it's called Rose Brooks Um, I got their contact information right now uh, 816-605-7113 and they're there for women who are in an abusive relationship and they are there to help people get back on their feet. Uh, if you're in immediate danger, you'll call 911 first and foremost. But if you're in a crisis like that, you know, reach out to a service like Rose Brooks uh, because they're there to help it and you deserve better uh, than the situation that you're in.
1: Absolutely. There's also places like that in Wichita. I don't know the names of any of them or have their contact information, but there are places like that. They're Google away. Um, use those uh, resources if you um, if you can yeah, uh, let's talk NBA playoffs mm-hmm. for just a second lighten the mood a little bit yeah um, man hey
0: good, good talking on the Tyreek Hill though L- listen to Ace man don't be a fool don't be a dang fool
1: don't Ugh. be a dang fool <laughs> go go,
0: go, go Ace. Uh, take take the playoffs he's gonna take uh, the lead on this one <laughs> yeah
1: um so Cameron doesn't watch the NBA playoffs because he's a fuddy-duddy <laughs> um, I do uh, I have I have some thoughts particularly on on the the games that took place um, two nights ago, actually game two is tonight, and then um, last night's as well. I didn't watch any of last night's games, so I have very limited thoughts on those. Um, but two nights ago, the Rockets and the Warriors played. Um, I think the Rockets can win the series. Um, I still think they can. They're doggish. They're not afraid of the Warriors. Um, this is a, this is becoming a rivalry and the, and, and, but, but for the, for the Houston to beat the Warriors, James Harden has to adjust. He relies on fouls so much and he doesn't have to, but he relies on getting fouls called so much that he flops and he's not going to get those calls in the playoffs. And there was a three that he took with four seconds left Cameron. I don't know if you saw it or not, but, um, he jumped into Kevin Durant. Like jumped mm-hmm. three feet forward into Kevin Durant. You could mm-hmm. not tell who created the contact. If you can't tell who created the contact, Cameron, you were a basketball coach. If you can't yeah. tell who created the contact, you're not getting a call. No, so, the ref's
0: gonna swallow the whistle, especially so, that
1: late in the game. So so if so you have to adjust. You cannot rely on getting to the line, especially when you're as talented as James Harden and you can get to the rim whenever you want. You can get, you can, he he can drop 30 whenever he wants to, uh, with the officials or not. So he's going to have to adjust if they want to win this series. Um, Philadelphia coming back last night and having a huge win over, um, the Toronto. Basically, they they did what they should do, which is let Kawhi Leonard get his and then try to stop everybody else. Uh, they did that pretty well. Um, two nights ago, you had Boston and and the Bucks. They got game two tonight. Um, Boston has a wizard as a head coach, uh, who uh, yeah. is, is a defensive wizard and shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if they can, did con- you
0: see that poster? He got put on. Yes, yes, I did. Oh my gosh! I I want to get that framed. That yeah. was a look of fury, and wow. Okay, that that's my two cents on the eBay playoffs. You go, you go. Ace. Yeah, you yeah.
1: Go. Well, okay. So, so if if the Bucks can't find anybody else to score, they're not winning the series. Um, they gotta they gotta move the ball and and move the ball throughout throughout an offense instead of just letting the ball stagnate like K State did with with uh, without Dean Wade. They just sort of let the ball stagnate and get the ball to their best playmaker. You cannot do that against Brad Stevens. He will isolate you and you will not be able to score. And that's what they did two nights ago. I'll be interested to see if they do it tonight. I think the Nuggets, uh, beating the Trailblazers was actually an aberration. I think the Trailblazers come back tomorrow night and win game two. I think they win the series. I think you're looking at a Warriors Trailblazers, a one, three, um, uh, Western Conference finals. And, uh, and so that's my NBA playoffs thought. I wanted to, uh, Get more NBA in the show this week. Patrick Loganville, my homeboy, uh, asked us to do more NBA, so shout out Patrick. Uh, um, He wanted more NBA, so I thought I'd throw that in. Let's talk college basketball recruiting real quick. Cameron's going to take the lead on this one.
0: All right, so we're talking 2019 class. Uh, If we're looking at the team rankings right now, so far, number one class is Duke. They've got five total commits. Three of them are five stars. Uh, doesn't shock me uh, that they've got the top class. Arizona, shockingly, is the number two class in 2019. I say shockingly because you know their their coach has been <clears throat> excuse me under quite a bit of pressure lately. Uh, Kentucky three, Villanova four, and USC at five. Now, if we're talking local schools, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling <laughs> and scrolling. Hey, you like 50th, aren't they? KU has the 59th ranked recruiting class in the country right now. They have two commits. They've got a player from Blue Valley Northwest by the name of Christian Braun. He's a three-star. That kid's good. He, he's a baller. He can play. He's a hooper. And then they've got Isaac McBride, who is a four-star. Uh, this is all according to 24-7 Sports. Who's uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, no. The reason I, I wanted to talk recruiting this week is – um, Johnny Juzang, he was a originally a member of the 2020 class. He reclassified to 2019. And this week he announced that he has picked his final four schools. And the final four schools are KU, Virginia, Kentucky, and I believe Arizona. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, on really? That. Duke's not in there. I I don't believe Duke is in there. I could be oh, wrong. Thank God. Oh, I take that I take that back. Here we go. Kansas, Kentucky, Oregon, and Virginia. Those are his final four.
1: Sweet. KU seems like they got a shot just based on the school.
0: Yeah. Um, if you look at his profile on 24 7 sports, I really like 24 7 sports, how they break down the recruiting because uh-huh. they have what's called their crystal ball predictor. Um, they've got him leaning Kentucky 89%. And of then course. this is kind of strange to me. They've got Stanford as the second highest school at eleven percent, even though they even though Stanford's not even in this final four. He's a, hey he's, a he's a California kid, so who knows what's gonna shout happen.
1: Out, shout out to Jared Hod. Yes, the head coach yes. Stanford
0: yes, yes, yes. So KU's gotta land somebody. Um they always at, do. They always do. Just looking at their offers for the class of twenty nineteen, um, they've lost to some programs that you're like, what the heck? Why are you losing to schools like DePaul or Iowa State or they've lost a recruit to Washington, to Illinois, to Fresno State, to WSU? I mean, they've, they've got to land somebody. And this last week, Cole Anthony uh, from Oak Hill Academy, he signed with North Carolina. So there's a couple guys that they're still pretty warm on. Um, Precious didn't, Ichiawu from Mount Verde Academy in Mount Verde, Florida. He's a five star. They're pretty warm on him. Um, and then the other guy is Tristan Anaru. He's from Wasatch Academy, which is in Mount Pleasant, Utah. He's a four star guy. Ku's pretty warm on him. So I think those are the the two big guys that K, the two big recruits that Ku needs to land. Uh, didn't didn't R.J.
1: Hampton reclassify also? Did he? I that's, think he did. I think I sh- saw that this morning that he did.
0: That's news to me. I, I, uh, I didn't see that. But, yeah, uh, uh, those are the two top guys. Those two, the last two guys that I mentioned, and uh, Johnny Juzang. I think KU needs to land at least one of those guys, or hopefully two, because they've got a few guys leaving for the draft this year. They've got scholarships available. They really need to get that recruiting class beefed up um, to move up from 59th. I mean, they're ranked behind K-State. K-State's got the 42nd best recruiting class in the country.
1: Yeah, but Bruce Weber can't coach. Um
0: <laughs> hey now. He he so, can. He can.
1: He can go to, all, he can go to defense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here here his offense is terrible. Um they don't have one.
0: You're you're losing <laughs> you're losing us listeners,
1: man. Sorry, guys. I I love Bruce Weber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, But but real quick, I was, I was, go ahead.
0: No, go right ahead, man.
1: I was talking to my brother on the phone last week and I was telling him that when Bill Self stands up at the podium and he puts that grin on his face and he says, we're going to be fine. I believe him. He's earned that benefit of the doubt. So I'm not worried about them signing somebody late because they always do they're going to beef out the recruiting class. It may not be as good as we usually expect it to be as far as being in the top 10 in the country, but they're going to get it in the top 25 and the top 20. I'm not worried about it uh, because this is sort of par for the course for KU. They're never at 59, but they are always they, – they have – I shouldn't say always. They have been in the past down there, and they sign a couple guys late in the spring and get them right back in the thick of things with the, with the powerhouse schools. Yeah. So I'm not freaking out about it too much.
0: I'm not freaking out yet, but I, I I'm not going to tell you I'm relaxed about it. That that would do be Do you lying. think
1: do you think this could be a, a situation where like a KU um it's a, you know, it's sort of the downfall of the KU era. I mean, we talked, we talked, we've been talking about Bill Self possibly leaving. Greg Popovich signed a 3-year contract with the Spurs today, so I don't think we have to worry about that. But it feels feels a little bit Pete Carroll ish to me. Yeah. Like like things were rolling for Pete Carroll at USC and they got in trouble and then he bolted for the Seahawks job sort of out of nowhere. Like that's that's how this feels to me a little. Yeah. Um
0: I know what you mean. I I will believe it when I see it. When that happens, I'll I'll believe it. I, I'm not gonna go yeah. that far and and uh and speculate that Bill Self is the is basketball's Pete Carroll. Um, All right. So yeah, let, let's wrap things up. And I I want, I included this last little segment mainly because I wanted to give Ace a little grief, but <laughs> mainly because, uh, mostly because I really do enjoy uh, fantasy baseball. So just give you a little background on my fantasy baseball experience. This is like my fourth or fifth year playing. And I've been in the same league for five years as with my uh, buddy Chad Hayes, who I, I taught with down in Uniontown. He put this league together, and like the first two years, I didn't check it on a regular basis. And I think I finished uh, last and second to last in the first two respective years. And right, that's now, where I'm at, and that's where Ace is at right now. Ace is new to the league. What's your team name, Ace?
1: Uh, a league of their own. A League of their own. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I, I am hot ice as a, a a reference to uh rookie of the year starring henry Rowan gardner and uh rosenberger rosenberger you're in so hot ice is now hot ice is in third place right now for all of you who care uh a peak of their own you're in fifth man you're in fifth but you're kind of which is good which is good you're, you're t- I haven't
1: checked my. Considering I haven't checked my, uh, I've checked my lineup about once in the last two weeks.
0: You haven't made a. This s- ain't bad. You haven't made a single waiver move. Why haven't you made any waiver moves?
1: I have no idea. I don't know what that means. You can drop. You're speaking French. Yeah. No, I, I know. No, I know what they mean. I look. I, I, I play fantasy football, not fantasy baseball, where you don't have to make a lot of waiver moves uh so i'm still learning and if i have to do that in fantasy baseball then i'll do it eventually hey
0: ryan Um, ryan bronze your starting lineup tonight and he's not playing and it's the top of the fourth i'm just letting you know right now
1: oh lord okay thanks for that let's move on
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we'll have uh, we'll have regular uh, fantasy baseball updates for you guys on here Um,
1: oh please nobody cares i
0: I was in first for like Mm. two weeks and I felt again, like again
1: nobody cares. A
0: freaking! I felt like <clears throat> George Steinbrenner. And then I made way too many. I got way too greedy on the waiver wire because Charlie Blackman was not playing well. I'm like, uh, drop him. And Fernando Tatis, he was taking up spots at shortstop. I'm like, ah, I got to play Corey Seeger. so I dropped him. And yeah, it's yeah, it just hasn't been good. I
1: check, I check my lineup regularly for about a week, and then I forget about it.
0: Yep. so that's my challenge to you my challenge to you this week, ace is to check your fantasy baseball lineup every day
1: okay
0: what's your cha- right. What's your well, challenge can, to me
1: i can um i don't know just don't beat me in the league <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> everything you can tank if you have yeah, to. tank, tank that's my challenge tanking on a million <laughs> that's, i did i did want to give a shout out real quick for a wrap up uh to my good buddy uh, I, well I shouldn't say good buddy. But uh, uh, somewhat of a mentor of me and, and somebody that I, I look up to and respect, uh, Jory Collins. Uh, for those of you that don't know him, he is—he um, was the head basketball coach for the women's team at uh, at uh, Emporia State when we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just accepted a head coaching position at North Dakota State, which is a D one school. Uh, Emporia State was really, really good under jury. Uh I don't have the statistics, but I don't think he won less than 19 games in a season yeah. or 20. Um, they they went to the NCAA tournament every year.
0: He was an assistant and on. that. I was a
1: journalist at Emporia State. Um, he was an assistant on was that was national a lot championship. Of fun to cover. He was good. Team. Uh, he had some good quotes, uh, and he was a uh, he was one of those guys that you sort of. He didn't mean to be, but he was fairly intimidating at mm-hmm. the podium, uh, because he would squint. You know that squint people guys have, Cameron, when mm-hmm. they're trying to listen to you. That's really intimidating. Mm-hmm. if you think they're mad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have
1: you ever had that happen?
0: Yeah, Qu- quite a bit. Usually, usually the squints from my wife. Oh. The squints from my oh, wife, okay. and uh, okay, and she's really she's probably mad at me when she's squinting, but yeah, I know the is okay. you're talking about.
1: Well, well, Jory, Jory's not mad at you. He's just trying to listen to your question, uh-huh. but it's quite, it's quite terrifying. Yeah. If you've never been there before. And so when I first started covering the team, I would get really nervous to interview him. of um, knowing that he's a great guy because that when I was a manager for the men's team as a freshman, they would practice after us mm-hmm. and he and I would talk KU basketball for like an hour. So, um, so Jory's a good dude. Uh, always went out of his way to say hi and be friendly and chat with me a little bit. Um, I have uh, i I sent him out a tweet and I texted yep. him congratulations and uh, and so congrats Jory. I just wanted to do it on a on a podcast and, and and say that I'm thinking of you and I'm rooting for you and uh, go Bison. Yes, go uh, Bison. Did you ever get a chance? Did you ever get a chance to meet him or talk to him? I
0: did not. Um, I had a friend who uh, covered the team. And I had a friend who was a manager for the men's team and he <laughs> he never introduced me to any of the coaches. So
1: I'm sorry. and ne- we you were never in hype. Hi- we were never in hyper at the same Yeah, time. that's
0: right. I even stood up in this guy's wedding. Whatever. It is he what did. it is.
1: He did. <laughs> hey. You would have been my best man if it not for my brothers. I hope you know that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate uh-huh. I appreciate the love.
1: So so we're gonna get out of here this week, guys. We did run a little bit long for you. Um it's it's uh it's five and twenty-five, not five uh, and thirty-two. Uh, but uh, we hope that you had good uh, good time listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cameron, any last words? Yeah,
0: a few few things. We're now available on a lot of yes, different podcast yes. platforms. You can check us out on Anchor, which is where our kind of our hub is. <laughs> but then we're also on Op- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, and Radio Public. <laughs> And we're in the works on getting on TuneIn Podcast. So we would love it if you would give us a subscription. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. And yeah, keep listening to 525 Sports. Oh, yeah. And hi, Mom.
1: Yeah. Oh, hi, Mom. Send money. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen that yeah. sign at a college? Yeah, ball game? definitely. Definitely. Come on, sit, send money. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next week with uh, more 525.
0: All right. Take it easy.